Hey everybody, this is Eddie Dacius. We're here with another episode. Um, we're excited to be here today because we we have a new studio and we are getting one of the best best guests ever now. So we it's been a long time for me like to kind of chase that person, but she's finally decided to give us um, a time and we're gonna just take one hour from our time. So this is Eddie Dacius with Divine Purpose podcast let's say um we have e-call which um sponsor this podcast let's go with e-call now is the time to hop into the hottest 45 minute group fitness class around give us a try absolutely free with our free three-day pass Get a great workout and have fun at the same time. Whether an athlete or someone looking to shed a few pounds, hit core workouts, keep you motivated and part of an awesome community all in under 45 minutes. See you at the gym. Yes, uh, eco. If you wanna look good, if you wanna like, especially the summer is coming. If you wanna look great, so eco should be the location. If you have to go to go workout and have a great time. So we have Divine for, uh, Purpose Podcast. That's his for senior management, which sponsored this podcast. Do you want to maximize the value of your commercial property and achieve optimal productivity and efficiency in your day-to-day business operations? That's where Dacius Facilities Management can help. DFM offers Boston area businesses help in key areas like building and preventive maintenance, handyman services, project and vendor management, and even security consulting at competitive rates. Call Dacius Facilities Management now at 617-237-0106 or visit DaciusFM.com today. Yes, uh, like we said, we have a great guest. Um, her name is Adibukola Ayo, and we definitely gonna have a time to talk to her, and she's gonna introduce herself. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me finally. <laughs> yes, thank you for being here. We really appreciate having you. Um, this is Divine Purpose Podcast. We're gonna go with our intro with Divine Purpose Podcast. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Uh, if you if you're familiar with this uh, podcast, we always ask our guests this question: What can you tell us about you today? Well, hey everybody, I'm Adi Bukola Jow, and I am a Boston native, born and raised. Um, currently, I am a digital marketing marketing consultant. I have my own agency, and there's about six of us across the country who help small business owners um, with their marketing. Um, the number one thing we like to do is to help 
small business owners see themselves as marketers, right? Um, oftentimes yeah. people, you know, have businesses and they're experts at what they sell. Like they're the best at it, but they have no idea on how to market it. And yes. one of our slogans is if you're in business, marketing is your business. And so we really help take your business to the next level. If you're a business owner and you're really good at it, we help you market that the way it should be and help you learn the skills of marketing as well. So let's talk about some challenges you had um, growing up. And you said you grew up in Boston, and we we can a lot of people can say Boston is very very tough to be raised, right? Yeah. I don't know if you will agree on that. So can you share like a three three ta- challenging uh, in your life, and how did you overcome them? <laughs> oh my goodness, so many challenges um, as anybody can imagine. Um, you know, growing up in Boston, so I, I moved around Massachusetts, but um, growing up in Boston was was hard, especially as, you know, a black woman. Um, it's, it's just hard in general, right? Like, you know, have to work 10 times harder. It's the same typical things we hear. Um, but some of the challenges in my life that have really pushed me and challenged me, um, especially when it comes to business, um, have actually been very personal. So one of them being in 2021, after about five years of being in business, I had to undergo neck surgery, um, which required, which did not allow me to speak. So I was not really verbal for a few months. Um, wow. which, as you can imagine, can be very hard when you're running a business. And so yeah. at that time I was running the business by myself. I was the marketer, I was the salesperson, I was the customer, I was doing everything for my business. And leading up to the day of surgery, I just knew that I, I like my business would absolutely fail and I couldn't have that. So I started to hire people and it was really hard to let go <laughs> because as an entrepreneur, sometimes you become a perfectionist or you have a certain way of doing things. But I think the true test of an entrepreneur and a business owner is someone who has a good formula and is able to duplicate that to different people and help them kind of emulate that those, those type of goals, values, morals, principles for your business. And so I was able to do that. And that, those months that I was nonverbal, first of all, most people didn't even know. <laughs> wow. I, run a digital, I run a digital business, so most people don't actually physically talk to me. So a lot of people didn't know, but even my clients that did know, like they were completely fine. My team took care of them and I could actually step away and I actually got to experience what it was like to kind of take a break. And so yeah. it was challenging because I was always worried. I'm an anxious person by nature. So I was always worried if like work was getting done, if my clients were okay, if everything was going smoothly and it did. And so it was really a testament to my strength as an entrepreneur to kind of just let go and let other people do their work. Um, um, and because of that, today I have a team of six. They're all okay. over the country. Most wow. people are not. So I'm at meet. I'm on meetings late at night because my team. It's early in the day for them, and so it. it that challenging moment. If I not, did not have that challenging moment at the time that I did, I don't think I'd be where I, I am today. As far as having a, a team of people um, supporting my clients. And, and thank you for sharing. So let's go on. I know you just mentioned it was tough to kind of grow up in Boston. It is tough for most people. And oh, what was your favorite childhood memory? If you can recall, if you had any childhood memory you'd like to share with us today. Yeah. So I grew up um, in an, in a neighborhood in Roxbury. I grew up in a community called Mandela. And okay. Mandela was um and mandela's projects is still there but mandela 
um, where I lived was actually a relic of uh, effort to secede from Boston. So there was this big effort back in the 70s and 80s from a lot of Black Bostonians to secede itself from Boston and be its own landlocked city for Black okay. people. And oh, they wow. named that city Mandela. Of course, it did not go through, but once that campaign was over and it didn't work, um, there are still many relics of, of, of that movement. So there are many projects named Mandela. So I grew up in an environment where we had Mandela t-shirts. And this is also, um, of course, to an ode to um, Nelson Mandela, the South African president, while he was imprisoned. In fact, Boston was the very first city outside of South Africa that Mandela visited. So, uh, Mandela's um, uh, basically his his foot stamp on Boston is very big. So, anyways, when I was growing up, we had Mandela backpacks, Mandela T-shirts. Like it was like it was like a prideful thing to be <laughs> from the projects. So I think that was like the coolest thing because from a very young age, I got to learn about Black history and I got to learn about what it is to be who I am. Like I didn't yeah. learn about history in school. I learned it from my community. I learned it growing up. So that was that's something that definitely. <laughs> So this is this is something, and like I said, this is amazing to hear this. Uh, that's why we always pay attention to to our guests because everybody brings something to the table, and their journey is unique, and that's why we call it divine purpose. So let's go on on you starting your own business. Like, what was the my process? Who? So d- tell us because. Yeah, yeah, we hear people like start their own business, but we don't go in the process where like the late night thinking about the name, thinking about how to start financing. So can you t- break it down to us? Yeah. So I started my business in I think everybody's small business stories, non-conventional, especially if you're a person of color. Um, for me, it was I, I was a senior in, in college and I was actually studying politics and Africana studies. Okay. I took a class and that class um, focused on something that we know today as Black Twitter. This is before yeah. Black Twitter was even really what it is today. Um, and I started learning about digital archiving and marketing. At that time, I started writing for Huffington Post. So I was traveling the country, getting stories and doing some freelance journalism. A lot of my stories would go viral. And, you know, I was just a writer. And but like when I would write something and submit it to the editor and then like I wake up in the morning and it goes viral. I'm like, what's viral? Right. Like, what does that mean? And so I started getting really interested in the editorial process. And after getting interested in the editorial process, I then became in the marketing process. Right. OK. And so through that process, you know, literally my like last few days of college, I was like, I think I'm going to change my career. Um, and so after college, um, at the end of college and after I started my business right away, I got a name. I went to I did everything kind of right. Like some people start their business and they don't do all the like paperwork stuff to later. Yeah. I was very like, OK, how do I start a business? I started looking at <laughs> And then I went to um, the Small Business Administration, got an EIN number as a sole proprietor. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Like I have a digital business. So all I needed was a website. I had a, took a little money I had, started a janky website that I designed on my own. And um, <laughs> I interned for 
um, a corporation at the time. And I kind of just pitched to them this idea of getting one of their campaigns on social media. This is a company um, whose target audience are people between the ages of 60 and 85, right? So yeah. it's a retirement company. And so they had never needed social media for anything. I mean, this is a multi-million dollar company and they had been so for decades and never needed digital media or social media to grow. So I'm telling this company to do something that they never use or didn't need. Um, and they accepted. They were like, come on, we'll be a client. And ever since then, I've, I've just taken off just working with different clients on marketing strategies, um, um, 360 campaigns, creative. Um, at that time, I was self-taught, right? So I had... Yeah. I was doing whatever I thought w- was great. And I was, of course, doing Google research and stuff like that. But I realized at a certain point, so this happened back in 2016. But time it came, like 2018, I was like, you know what? Like, I have a few clients and I'm doing pretty well with them. But there's something missing, right? Like, there's, there's mm. stuff I just don't know. Like, there was a major knowledge gap, right? Because... I just didn't know anything about marketing. I was kind of just going off of my instinct and what I was good at. And so I decided to go back to college to go back to get my master. That's great. You get to this because um, that's my question. What triggered this to say, okay, you know, it's like you've been vulnerable saying most people would not accept. We don't know. Or we need to go back to college. So what triggered this? Um, I'll probably say revolution or like yeah. a awaken. So what, what, trigger this honestly it was when a client asked me a question i didn't have the answer and that really bothered me because <laughs> i was oh, just like wow i don't know you know i don't know what that is and they're just like how do you not know what this is um and i, I realized at that point that there's just a lot i don't know and i think when it comes to digital media and social media especially in marketing you can fake it till you make it there's some people that have no idea what they're talking about but because yeah. they look good and they can put the graphics yeah. together, i think that and i never want to be that person and I never, you know, I never tended to be that person and I never felt like I ever was. But when I realized that there was a major knowledge gap, I was like, okay, I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to continue. I have integrity and I want my clients to get the best, right? It's not even just about me. Yeah. I want my clients to get the best service. And if that means I have to go back to school to get the knowledge to help them, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's exactly what I did. The problem, which is my second challenge, um, <laughs> the problem is that I didn't have no money. I was like, the whole go. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. (laughs) Really expensive. I didn't have any money at all. Um, And so worked a few odd jobs, saved up as much as I could. I was also working at the time um, full time. So, you know, of course, was able to save there. But it still wasn't enough. Like college is expensive, um, period. And so I remember when I was in college, I studied politics and Africana studies. I had been doing a lot of social justice work at the time. And so there's something at, I went to Northeastern, there's something at Northeastern called John D. O'Brien African American Institute. And so because my roots and a lot of the foundation of my understanding and the lens for which I do my work is through black culture, you know, I already had that experience. So I applied for their Martin Luther King Fellowship, which also which is a fellowship at the school that also gives you a free scholarship to get your master's. I got into the program, so what? <laughs> I know. That's and wow. That's good. That's good to hear. I was so excited because I was just like, I, I went from like not knowing what I was going to do next, how I was going to do it to boom, getting my master's. It was free. I didn't have to pay a dime. When um, the financial aid office would call me, I would hang up 
Um, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. Either. Like, don't call me. I don't, I don't own nothing. Um, and so it, I'm really thankful to God that I was able to get the opportunity, went through the program, and it was incredible. I learned so, so, so. I mean, that was like what really took my business off. Um, just really learning. And the thing, I know a lot of people say, oh, you're an entrepreneur. You don't have to go to school and things of that nature. And to each his own, I think you should do both. I'm, I'm one of those people that love to say, just do both. Yeah. Like, be an entre- entrepreneur and go to college. If you go to college, you're you're in a better position to be an entrepreneur because you're gaining the knowledge and the access. And so I'm really grateful that I got the opportunity because I learned so, so much. Um, and so that kind of is what really took my business off. I was able to connect with a lot of people, take on more clients, give them the knowledge that I um, that I had. And first of all, really give myself those credentials, right? Because having those credentials, yeah. out of, I'm working with clients, they're like, okay, well tell me about your experience. Let me see your portfolio. Like yeah, not only right. do I have experience, I also have the actual knowledge. So I'm not just someone who just Googled the same thing that you did, right? So that really yeah. helped as far as pitching to clients and gaining clients to see that I had that. It made them feel comfortable to work with me because they're like, all right, at least she has this and we can hold her accountable to it because she says she has it, right? So if you have a Northeastern master's degree, I expect the best from you and the best is always what we get. No, no, you're right. And like I said, this is this is what we love about this podcast where we we go on, on, on those questions because this can your way to answer can help somebody in that process. One thing when I first started my business, they say, oh, you need to have a business plan, you know, <laughs> you know, to really. But some people, they start like that and things went well for them and then later they kind of organize everything so let's go with this question is there one thing you wish you knew before you started your career yeah i wish i knew it all (laughs) i wish i knew it all um you know it's a good question i wish that i knew about money you know, I wish I had more knowledge. And I, and, and I think from our community too, I feel like growing up, I had more knowledge about money than most people. Like I understand how to use credit. From a young age, I understood how to use credit. But there are so many things about things that I already knew that it was just so much deeper knowledge I didn't know, right? So I wish I knew a little bit more about money and about real estate and about those things because outside of business, outside of whatever you're doing as business, you should also have those two, right? To build wealth. And so I wish I had that information prior to starting my business if I would have approached it a little bit differently. Would I have been richer? Absolutely. I would definitely be richer if I if I had that knowledge. And so that's why I love, um, I work with young people as well in addition to being an entrepreneur. And that's why I love giving information to young people so they can start off better than we did. Um, and I have young people who have gone on to surpass me in sales and all types of stuff. And that's always makes me happy because, you know, they're learning from our mistakes, just like I learned from someone else's mistakes. All right. So, but this is, this is another question and you're probably not going to be too happy because that's going to kind of give you to give us some um, detail. Is there where you feel like you don't have a sense of direction, even you have the business, everything is working and in your mind, you know, you just freeze. Yeah. So you go you go through the motion. <laughs> the reason I ask is because I, we really want to go deep into those type of conversations to kind of help people. I don't know if you have an example you can share with us today. 
Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I'm a writer at heart, and that's where I kind of started my career. And writer's yeah. block is real. So I'm actually one of those people that's very much used to like, I'm just, even today, I'm like, so what's happening today? Like, how did I even get here? Because I, I'm so forgetful or whatever. That's why I'm very <laughs> down. Um, but like, literally every day I have that moment, like, uh, like, like literally, and it's okay. You know what I mean? I think sometimes we see entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs have really big egos. They're very yeah. knowledgeable. Uh, they're very smart. They're very yeah. outgoing. And you know, in, in America, in order to be a successful business owner, you have to have those traits. And, and I completely yeah. agree with that. But it's okay to be vulnerable and say, you know, I don't have all the answers. In fact, nobody has all the answers. I approach no, these that's why, like, when people come to me as a business, um, they need marketing support. If I yeah. can't do it for them, I'll send them to somebody else because everybody has a specialty. Everybody has something they're good at. Everyone has a niche. And so that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is that there is, even though people don't like to admit it, there is kind of a lot of space for a lot of us because someone that might come to me for something could go to someone else for something else, even if we're doing the yeah. same thing right? um, because of the way that we approach things. And I think that's what makes business special. But you know, I really think that um, it's it's normal and it's okay, and we should have those honest conversations about entrepreneurship being hard and not having all the answers. Like there are people on my team, and this is, I hire people on my team that are smarter than me in certain yeah. areas. That's you should never ever hire people unless they're smarter. Like what value do they bring if they're not smarter than you, right? And so there's some things that just to this day I'm good at, but I'm not the best at, and I don't care. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it's, it's not my ministry to be a copy editor. It's not. I'm not, wow. not a copy editor. It's not my ministry. So did I no. hire a copy editor? I did. Even though I know how to copy edit, even though I know how to design, even though I know how to do all these things, I still hire out for those capabilities because there's someone better at the job of it than me. And it's okay. Right. Like, I think it's okay to, to say you don't know stuff. And it's, I think it's annoying when people don't do that and don't show me, like, I feel like people trying to finesse and it's yeah. like, if I don't know something, I don't know, like every day online, I talk to people. I'm like, Oh wow. I never knew this. And people are like, wow, I thought you would know this. I'm like, I did. I don't like, it's okay. <laughs> now I do. You know what I'm saying? There was a time where I didn't know what I know now. Like it's not the end of the world. We're all growing. And, and, and definitely. And you, we growing and that's that's the if you can acknowledge it you will take care of it in terms of like going forward and do what you have to do so let's go in this um in this um question where what was your dream job in high school in college and are you leaving your dream job now that's a question i have for you um well, from very young, I always knew I wanted to go into politics. Okay. Um, I always knew that I wanted to do something as far as social justice. And I, of course, I'm doing that. I still do that, um, even though that's not my main focus. But to be honest with you, it was really hard to imagine what I wanted to be when I was younger because I was so ahead of the curve, right? Think about digital. The way digital exists today did not exist when I was in high school. So there's no way for me to dream this. You can't dream something that you don't know, right? Um, yeah. Oftentimes, I know your dreams can be big and you can imagine things, but it was hard for me. I knew it was something, right? I knew it was creative. I knew it was fun. I knew it was colorful, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But that's because what I do today did not exist then. And yeah, whatever, right. you know, 
a young person that's spunky and smart and creative, you know, and spacey, there's something that they're going to do that doesn't exist yet. Right. And so I am so grateful that I, I am in a generation that, you know, kind of got to experience that. Right. Like people would always ask me what I want to be when I was younger. And I would say a lawyer because, of course, I'm very talkative. I know how to defend. I'm, I'm very good at that. But I knew deep in my heart that wasn't it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that wasn't my life's passion because anybody can have a job. Um, I have right. a job too, right? um, yeah. but the passion, <laughs> I couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew it was something creative. And I'm so happy today that I got to, you know, I, I, I fulfilled that even though I didn't know what it was. And so I always tell people, if you don't know, because I work with high school students, if you don't know what you want to do, it's not the end of the world. Like I used to like watch people literally cry, even when I was in college and high school, like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I used to just like laugh, like, it's okay. Like, it's all right. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. Like on the last day of college, people were going crazy. And I was just like, I didn't have anything. <laughs> I just had no, business, and I and that was it, you know? So... Um, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I coach soccer, right? Uh, the private school, and there was this this kid and this guy, very very fast. But I I wanted him to be on the team, but he told me no, he couldn't be a soccer player because his dad did cross country. His brother did cost country and then and then he loved playing soccer. So to go back to what you were saying in terms of like some people can miss the opportunity by being worried. And my next question is what was the best compliment you ever gotten by doing your what you love now? received so many and I'm so grateful for them because they're few and far between because a lot of people just forget to say thank you you know so I always cherish them all um and so many I think one that really touched me the most and it's so mundane but it really touched me the most is when a client said you know Adi Bukola you're a good person you know and I'm just like okay he's like no you're a good person like forget this work you are a good person and I could work with a good person and I, I really appreciate like the process that you put me through and I feel like even after this work we should be friends and we still are to this day and so that really made me feel good because I think there's no point of doing this work if you're not going to be a good person you know and I think yeah. a lot of people struggle with that they're very good at what they do they're super talented but they're often human beings <laughs> you know and so they will continue to struggle you know what I mean um yeah so um that that really meant a lot to me and that's part of you know what I'd like to um promote here in my business like everybody just has to have that positive joyful upbeat feel like life is so hard right we're here yep. to make it easy especially when we're working with something like marketing marketing again is a major pain point for people right and we know that we're yeah. not helping people I don't know put on a band-aid that's simple we're helping yeah. people like, you know take their business to the next level and make those key sales. Um, and so it's very, very hard to have conversations about marketing and, and things of that nature. And then of course, marketing is a luxury service. So it's not cheap. So people invest when they come to us. And so, you know, we, we try to make sure that they feel good about it. Um, I often tell people sometimes I have to become a brand therapist because, yeah. you know, people, you know, um, doubt themselves. People go through the more, we're humans. We go through the wow. more marketing. Marketing is hard work. It's not just, okay, throw a color together, put a font, put some words and then put it out. Like for some people it's, it's, it's deeper than that for them. Be, so yep. we, we, we really have to, um, 
support people as people before we can even get to the work. There are some people that have come to me for a consultation and I've actually stopped the call and said, you need therapy. Like you need to get help. Like you don't need a website. You don't need to start a business right at this second. You need to get help because as an entrepreneur, if you are not mentally, um, if you don't have the mental agility, to do yeah. it, it's yeah. very, very hard for you. Um, it's hard regardless. Um, and so taking care of your mental health is very important. We prioritize that here. And so, you know, we'll send people away and send them to the best that we know um, to get support. And then when they're ready, they can come back. So. Wow. Well said. That's amazing to hear because um, this is what for some people fuel them, you know. So this question before we get to break is what kept you what keep you going? We need that. I know sometimes we don't want to wake up. Right. <laughs> But what keep you don't going? Um, first of all, God keeps me going like mm. seriously. Like, there is really, like, God, that's it. There's nothing else um, because it's really hard. You know, even people always tell you, oh, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. They lied. They, they, they definitely lied. You will work for what you love. You yeah. absolutely will. It's, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> you you got to say it again. You got to say it again. You will work for what you love. It's, 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 it's that statement was a major lie. And so. Um, you know, even when you love what you do, it, it's hard. It's not easy. There's good days, there's bad days. Yeah. Sometimes it, feel, it feels like there's a lot of bad days. And then there's that one good day that turns things around. And so I do it because there is a God somewhere that is fueling me and all the people around me to do the work. But of course, you know, beyond that, we love people. I love people, you know, um, and I, I want people to have the best. I want them to feel like their life means something. The work that they're doing means something. Um, and, you know, I, I love to see marketing as not just a business thing, but a purpose thing, right? At the yeah. end of the day, when you're marketing a product, you're marketing it so that someone who needs it can find it. Right. Find so if it, I yeah. go on Google and I'm looking for your business, if you didn't market your business, I'm never gonna find you. Like never find you, right? Gonna so, be buried. Gonna be buried. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be buried yeah. or you're gonna even be present at all. There's some people who are not yeah. present at all, right? And so wow. I always think is a way for people to find you. Marketing is for people. And so, you know, that that matters to me. If you have a good product and we know, like, especially if your business solves a big problem. I don't care about the money. I just want, yeah. I, I want people to be able to get it. Right. Like if you're selling, you know, a, a medical device, right. Like, and people really need it. Or if you're selling something that's hard, for, if you're selling anything that is purpose driven and everything has a purpose, I want people who need that thing to find it and be able to get it easily from you. Wow. This is well said. Well said. We're going to take a break now. This is Eddie Dacius with Divine Purpose Podcast. We have our guest, Adi Bukola. She's amazing. She she has a more than five years of brand marketing experience. She helps small businesses. And we're going to know more because she, she wants to focus on market of social media. Let's go with our break now. What comes before making a smart decision? Choices. A smart choice is the best option, which is who we are. That's why our clients expect more from us and in return, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. 
We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. Did you know that Hitcore Fitness is now an SBA-approved franchisor? Now it's your opportunity to be part of a thriving business with multiple revenue streams. Hit and core strength group fitness classes, personal training and small group training, weight loss program and corporate wellness program, and much more. Crush your competition with higher than average member retention and get your return on investment in under three years. We'll see you at the gym. Hey, we're back with Divine Purpose Podcast. We have our guest, Adi Bukola. She's amazing. She just told a lot so far in this um, first part of the of this interview. So we're going to have her for more questions. So, you, you know, um, starting a business is not just um, financially helping you, but it's focused on the impact on the community. How can you help people get the, both? <laughs> because they're, they're, they're both hard to, to manage. Where some businesses is just focused on on just the financial part of it. But do you involve them on their impact? Or is it just whatever the client wants? Well, it really depends on what their, their business is. Every business is different. Every business industry is different, right? So the way that you would market yeah. diapers is not the same way you would market food, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is different. I, I will say that there are businesses that are money-driven, right? For example, Coca-Cola, uh, 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 soda, right? Not just Coca-Cola. Soda is to drink. It's very simple. Um, but when you have a business that's a social enterprise, that means you have a business that's for the greater good. And so I learned, even through one of my clients who's a nonprofit, that you can do good and make money. Never let mm. it right like you can do good and make money there is a lot of big problems out there that need to be solved and if you have an idea on how to solve it you can make money from that and actually be good doing good you can change the world right let's think about apple for example all these in in innovative companies yes like uber right uber's purpose was what to put money in the hands of consumers themselves Someone's, right yeah also um basically disrupt the the taxi industry the right taxi, yo, break it break it in half mm -hmm. and, and really give <laughs> oh wow the ride sharing and transportation right they change the, the, the face of transportation forever and so forever. make money it's, it's absolutely possible and i don't think it should ever be a struggle to, to do that i think you just really have to figure out where your moral values and principles lie for your business and how you're going to do that there are some businesses like Tom's, um, right, that gives 15% of their sales to an organization. organization yeah. Or they, I think if you buy one shoe, they'll give one shoe away, right? And so you can do good, and they're like some of the 
one of the you know best businesses in the world um and so you can definitely do good to make money and one book i would love to recommend for people who are thinking about starting a social enterprise or starting a social business um for good is a book called um called to create um it's actually for believers so if you're christian it's a really good book for you but even if you're not the book is like a case study on business businesses that um do stuff for the social good Wow. And thank you for, for that plug and for the book, because we we usually ask our guests to give us three books that we recommend. I think you have two more to go, but let's ask you this question. Which of your accomplishments are you the proudest? Um, I think something that I'm the proudest of, I think it's because it's a, such a full circle Um accomplishment for me is now being an adjunct professor at Northeastern. So I got my master. I went to Emmanuel College for undergrad, um, got my master's at Northeastern, and shortly after I became a professor there. And I, I, wow. think, I'm really I think I'm really proud of that because, number one, it, I graduated recently. I, only, I graduated just in 2020, and it's 2023. And so that was a really quick turnaround. I had no idea I was going to be here. Um, but after... Um, learning about marketing. I want to teach people about marketing and I want to create marketing knowledge. And I get to do that as a professor. I get to teach some of the, the smartest minds in marketing ever. You know, I always mm. tell people like, I might not be, you know, the biggest person in the world one day. I don't care. But at least I know that I'm going to influence that person. Influence, and yeah. So I, I get to be in classes. I get to teach students who work at Facebook, who work at Snapchat, who work from some of the biggest tech companies and grade their wow. work and get their ideas and learn about the, the stuff they do. I had someone who worked, uh, who works for Marvel and he um, creates a lot of the um, movie, uh, movie graphics. A lot of the yeah. movie graphics. You go to the wow. theater, the, the posters, like he makes a lot of those. So I got to really talk to him and support him in that. And so I get to do a lot of different cool things as a professor. It's, it's really fun. And I know I'm really young, you know, so like even one day when I um, <laughs> students were coming to class for the first day everyone was like okay so where's the professor i'm like that's me that's that's me that that would be me they were just like in shock they're like who is this kid you know what i mean yeah uh, because i teach undergrad but i also teach graduate school and so grad mm. people you know the ages range from like it could be like 21 to 65 Six right? of, yeah, so yeah. A, lot of, a lot of you know different age ranges so people i get that shock value every time but i really enjoy it and it's taught me a lot it's been a growth accelerator i've learned so 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 much more than i ever would as a student actually to be honest with you so i'm really happy that i got the opportunity and i get to impact people in such a positive way wow that's great to hear and congratulations and that, that, that's why you're so busy huh? okay yeah. I got it. <laughs> that is why i'm so busy oh wow that's why we couldn't find you but definitely we appreciate you being here so let's go with this question which is which is the which okay can you okay you you say you talk with a lot of all your students from different places big organization or big companies is there one piece of advice you would share with them if, if they start in the career now in the marketing industry? Um, if you're starting your career in the marketing industry, I would say the number one thing you can do is, well, two things, is really to do market research. So do a lot of research, learn what's happening, because marketing is not uh, <laughs> like 
marketing rules that applied in 2019 don't apply today, right? There are fundamental yeah. rules, but marketing is one of those industries that changes very fast. Today, Instagram can come out with something new and I'm just like, how? You know what I mean? Like now I have to learn it. Now I have to figure out where I can put it. So marketing is very fun, right? It's very like, go, go, go. It's like working on the stock exchange, right? It's very much like that. And so you really have to be knowledgeable. So stay on top of the trends. Even if you don't have a portfolio, you haven't done work, gain the knowledge um, and then create case studies. So if you don't have experience, create your own experiences, make case studies um, and show people your knowledge. And then of course, as you're working with clients or as you're working with people, compile that information you do not know how um important it is to have all your work in one place right but it's really mm. the only way to prove that you have you know you have the work i know a lot of talented people that don't have all of their great work consolidated in one place if you can send someone one link or one website or one pdf and it has a robust look at what your best work is that's always helpful so that's the number one thing i would say even in the master's program i'm teaching that's one of the things that we work on so when people graduate they have a portfolio i had a portfolio when i graduated and that really really helped a lot and to this day it really helps immensely when people are trying to book me or trying to learn about me for speaking engagements it kind of gives yeah. people an idea of what i can do um and and you know why i do what i do uh that's amazing to you amazing to you so let's go about uh mentorship and this is kind of hard because uh for some of us we are the first like a power we are the pioneer in this nobody like i don't know for me I w- i'm the first facility project manager in my family so, so i don't know for you if you the first to to have your business or to do what you're doing or did like did you did you have any mentors did you have anybody kind of guide you um helping you out and let you let, let us know about that Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of mentors throughout my life, thankfully. I'm I'm one of, you know, I'm one of those people that did, you know, and I also grew up in a household full of entrepreneurs. Um, So everyone in my family is an entrepreneur. Um, Everyone, literally, um, everybody has their own businesses. And so I I grew up around, I grew up watching my mom. My mom only went to high school, you know, and so she's always pretty much been an entrepreneur and I've I've watched her and, you know, I'm really privileged to be there. And I, I would say that's one of the things that kind of prepared me for entrepreneurship today. Um, but um, as far as mentorship, it's very, very key. I have so many mentors. Even when I was um, as young as, I don't know, maybe 12, 13, I've always had a mentor. I've had many, many, many through different um, programs that I did. When I was in high school, I did um, a dual enrollment program in high school and college. And so I was okay. in high school in high school during the school year and then over the summer I was at Harvard taking classes every summer I was in high school and got mentors there I became a mentor for some people in the program it's called Crimson Summer Academy for anybody who wants to know that and and, and explore that for their children it's one of the best programs I've ever been in to this day um, and then in college of course did different programming had mentors there and have mentors today um, and the mentors I had are for different things some of them are personal mentors some of them are business mentors um, when I was in college and in school I had academic mentors. I have mentors as a professor as well who support me um, because I'm very new to this, to this world. And so, of course, I need those who are more seasoned to support me and give me advice and and guide me through the process. And so mentorship is key. Um, You don't have to do things alone. Somebody else did what you did before. It's okay. (laughs) You're not the first one. 
even if you are the first one doing something, there are people who have done similar things or whatever the case may be. And so um, it's okay to seek mentorship. It's okay to be under the tutelage of somebody else. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm very privileged to be standing on the shoulders of so many incredible people who have propelled me to this point. So let, let's talk about um, networking. You know, this is something uh, some people struggle to do, and I think it's very helpful. It's very beneficial to to network uh, as much as you can. Um, is there any story you can share, or, or important is networking for you? Let's let's put it this way. Yeah, networking is absolutely big for me, and um, we met on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is some of the the best places that I love to yeah. network because. Um, every social media platform has a different message. I have a different usage. It has a different look feel. Some people might be on Instagram looking all cute and fun. Some people might be on Facebook trying to catch up with their family and friends on Twitter, just saying whatever comes to mind. But LinkedIn, the purpose of LinkedIn is to network. That that is the purpose. So when I reach out to someone, it kind of takes away that weird factor. Now, if I was to reach out to them on a DM on Instagram, that is different than just messaging them on LinkedIn because we know that we're here to talk to each other. We're here to connect and collaborate. And so I use LinkedIn quite often, but even in person, um, I'm socially awkward. So networking is always hard for me, but um, I always just try to be myself and get to know people for who they are. Like um, very rarely do I, have I ever had to like be in a space where I wanted something from someone and didn't get it. Right. And I think, um, I think that's just a testament to who I am as a person, but I know that there are a lot of skills and there's a lot of um, tactics and strategies you can use to network. And fortunately and unfortunately, I don't really succumb to those things. I just kind of be myself and whatever comes, comes. And I also try to let my work speak for itself, especially because I'm socially awkward. So it's like, I had to figure out a way to like, um, not allow that to stop me from talking to people, but also say, listen, I might be socially awkward and hard to talk to, but my work is pretty good. You know what I mean? Like I always try to just just find ways to connect with people. And um, I I thoroughly enjoy it. I love talking to people. Well, great, great to you. So uh, we, I did recall us. So this is where we're going to go to Hot Topic. So Hot Topic is a segment where we have fun. We let it, uh, we ask you questions related to your career. So let's go with Hot Topic now. Hot Topic. So, hot topic today for Adubicola is why marketing? Why marketing? Because I feel like you you started as a writer. You have different talent. You can pursue um, teaching, <laughs> right? But why marketing still a big factor in your life? Yeah, marketing is a very impactful um, phenomenon. And so when I was looking to be a lawyer, when I was looking to get into politics and I was looking at social justice, the number one thing I noticed is that marketing is a big factor in any of these realms, right? Um, And perception as well and how we're represented as people. And I always felt like you know, that that was just the place for me, no matter what I do. And part of the reason why marketing is big for me is because I love to help people. And I think marketing is an avenue to do that. Now, tomorrow, if I decide to do something else, I'm still going to always help people. So my my purpose is intact that I love to help people no matter how I do it today. I'm just doing it through marketing. Ten years from now, it might be something else. 
it probably will still be marketing. Um, but I, again, I just think marketing is for everyone. Marketing is impactful. It touches every industry, every realm of everything you do. I don't care if you need to be a, if you're a doctor, there are doctors on TikTok right now, right? Making, you know, a, additional income, right? And so if I could help anyone who's doing that type of work, get online, market their business or themselves, I'm happy to do that. We all need it, right? And even though I didn't get to go into politics, I do go in, I am a media consultant, right? So I have helped politicians manicure their look, know what to say online, how to act to the public, um, have trained politicians, individuals on how to um, in- interact and engage with the media. Right? So even though I'm not a politician, I'm still doing that work. And so no matter what I do as a marketer, I'm still able to do um, everything everybody else does, whether it's real estate, prepping a home for a, 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 um, a visit, like anything anything like of anything I can do. And so that's why marketing is so pivotal for me because it allows me to kind of delve deep into a lot of my interests. So you said you're socially awkward and then you're a professor? <laughs> Why did that work? I, no, you don't understand. Like, when I became a professor, I was like, are you very sure? Because they recruited me. Okay? Okay. They, they recruited me, and I'm like, are y'all sure? Because I don't know. <laughs> They're like, no, we're, we're actually very much sure. Just, just come on, figure it out. I'm like, okay. So I did, and I enjoy it. I really love it. You know, I, I really, really love it. And, you know, I think that I bring that difference to what a professor looks like, feels yeah. like, talks like. And I think we're starting to see that shift across the country because only like 3% of professors or adjunct professors are black in the United States. Only 3%. Wow, 3%. Yeah. So I'm starting to see a shift and I think it's important. You know, there was a study that um, you are like, you are, you will be better off if you learn from a black professor or a non-white professor, right? So I think just bringing that difference into the space is really big for me. I have a different style of teaching. You know, I'm not like just going to stand in front of you and talk for three hours because most of my life mm. like I love to be interactive talk do activities um, and play play games and be interactive with my students and have fun and laugh like I'm not you know I'm pretty much a goofball in real life you know a lot of people see me as like really strong businesswoman and it's just it's not really that in person so that's why when they asked me I was like are y'all sure because I'm a goofball like I don't, I don't know <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna laughing um, and so it's fun um, so now this question is mostly related to black women and this is the last day of the month right for yeah. us but how important is success for you as a black woman how important is success I, I think how important success is really depends on your definition of success you know and for me yeah. having success is is having my family friends people I love around me we're all in, in, in bliss right and not have to worry yeah. about building generational wealth and so that is that's priority for me that's like priority number one um is being able to to do good things for my family and make sure that we live a legacy behind not just a legacy in in the fact that people knew who we are but what we did had impact beyond our time and that the rest of you know i'm thinking about my children's children you know what i mean like what type of life do they have you know what will they eat every day like i'm thinking that far because um 
I want, I don't want what I do on earth today to just be for me. You know what I mean? And so yep. uh, I don't want it just to be for me. And I don't want it just to be for us. I want it to be for the future us as future. well as a, as a black community. So, and, and, and well said, because th- this is the type of answers we want. And like we just said, we, we know people are going to definitely have a great time. So we get into the end of this uh, great interview and we, we're going to go to our fun, fun um, segment, but this was um, Hot Topic, Hot Topic with Adi Bicola. So you you gave us two books already, right? No, one. You gave us one, right? So, yeah, yeah, what are the three books you recommend to our audience and why? So I think you already gave us one. So I don't know if you have two books um, you can um, have for the audience. Yeah, so one book that I read in high school and to this day is just a book that's a must-have Um and these are not typical books for entrepreneurs, but I always encourage entrepreneurs to read books that are outside of like the entrepreneurial realm. Like we all okay. going to read you know, the entrepreneur entrepreneurs handbook one-on-one forever. But some books that I love, um, one of them is by Alice Walker. It's hard times require furious dancing. And that really took me out of a really hard time when I was in high school. It's a collection of poems that she wrote and it's all about just resiliency. Right. And just being able to get through that storm that you're in. And so I love it, love it, love it. I feel like everybody should read that. Um, Another book that's really helped me, not only as an educator, but as a marketer as well, because when you're a marketer, you're a teacher. Like when when you're a marketer, you have to teach people. That's a part of the job that nobody really knows. But at some point you will be teaching because when you're teaching, you're influencing and our opinions about influencing. It's all in the same. And so one book I absolutely recommend for everybody um, is for white folks um, who teach in the hood by Christopher Edmond. And it's basically uh, a book about the pedagogical approach to teaching for um, white uh, white people who teach in urban areas. Um, but the book really is for anybody on how to teach young people in today's day and age and beyond using the hip hop um, lens. And so I've learned so much from that and I kind of tried to implement some of that into my teaching, but also into how I approach working with clients. Wow, well said. So uh, if we don't find you working, what what, what are you doing? Are you reading? Are you having fun? Tell us about some fun facts from you. Yeah, I'm very much a homebody. So you'll definitely find me reading. You'll find me probably creating art. Um, I started creating art during the pandemic. Um, it was just one of those things that kind of picked up. Like I feel like everybody picked up something during the pandemic when we were home. Um, yeah. I don't as an artist, I always felt like I couldn't draw that. I can't, you know, but I started doing some graphic work and actually sold my first work ever in 2020. Um for a really large price. I'm like, yo, if I knew like, you know, art was worth this much, I would have became an artist. <laughs> um, and so love to create art. And, you know, I have a few pieces I'm working on right now. Um, I have a few pieces displayed as well. And so um, love doing that. Um, but I genuinely love to spend time with the people I love, family, friends, um, just spending time with people. That's that's enough for me. I'm really simple. <laughs> All right. So I know you you wanted to advertise on the on the podcast. Let's um, this is your time now yeah yeah well everybody if you are listening to this podcast definitely 
Um, visit forallthingsdigital.com for free marketing resources. You can also find me at adebukola.com on Instagram and pretty much all platforms. You're welcome to reach out. I answer DMs. I love to talk to people and I love to support you um, on your marketing journey. Yes. So is there a phone number they can reach you or just go on the website? Is that it? The website has all the information. Yep. My contact information as well. If you want to email me after hearing this podcast, if you have any additional questions, you can reach me at gold at audibucola.com. Again, gold at audibucola.com. Wow. So we very excited to have you today. And is there a question you wish I asked you today? Hmm. Yeah. I wish you asked me what my Zodiac sign was. Okay, so what is it? <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, wow. What are you? So, um, so me, I'm not too big on it, but oh, I okay. think I am... My, uh, I, I was born in April, so April... Oh, so you might be an Aries or... Yes, I think that's why I am. Like I said, I'm not... And the way I know it, I know it in French. So my background, oh, okay. so I, I grew up in um, in in Haiti, I'm Asian, so I speak French, uh, English too. And so is there one thing you wish that we can do in terms of uh, promoting your business? Hmm. Sure, I mean, um, I wish that you all could, sh- so I have a newsletter actually on LinkedIn. That's what I would yes. love. Um, you have to share that, read it, recommend people to it. Um, I actually, it's a newsletter within my company, but we co-post it on LinkedIn for our, my LinkedIn um, community. And so um, it's small business resources every week, um, every Monday at 9 a.m. every week. Um, we've done this for the past 100 plus weeks. Um, just different small business resources, grants, information that you're not um, typically won't find. We put my team researches that we put that together every week. Um, since we started doing this back in 2020, we've helped people access um, a ha- almost a half a million dollars worth of scholarships and funding for their business, uh, excuse me, grants and funding for their business as well as resources. Wow. That take and so definitely would love for y'all to follow, like, share that, um, but definitely indulge in the resources that we share. We're, we're happy to do that every week to make sure people get, you know, the free marketing resources that they need. Oh, well said, well said. So this is Eddie Dacius with Adi Bacola today, and she really helped us today in, uh, in terms of um, allow us to learn from her journey and her experiences. So last word for you. Thank you all so much for having me. I hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. And of course, reach out to me anytime. All right, this is Eddie Dastris with Divine Purpose Podcast. Uh, like we just said, we have a great guest today, and her name is Adi Wakola, and she really explained um, her journey, and we're definitely going to have more. But um, if you want to stay tuned with us so you can check us on all platforms, we have uh, our audio podcast or video podcast on YouTube and all major platforms. This is Eddie Dastris, and we're glad to have you today today.